Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Everybody, you are listening to the Tamariana Show at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And you might be thinking, why am I hearing this live show now? Shouldn't you be on in another hour? Well, technically, I would be, but Israel has changed its clocks and moved the uh, clocks back one hour. So now everything that you hear for the next week or so or, or until your country changes its clocks is going to be heard one hour earlier. Okay. So if I usually air at at 9am Sunday mornings, it's now going to be 8am Sunday mornings because uh, we moved our clocks, but only until you you move yours back. All right. Today, we have a lot of subjects we're going to be talking about. And uh, starting out with Israeli election fever. Is it election fever? Well, in a sense, it is because yes, Israelis are sick of it. We're sick of the election. So many in so short of a time and such weak and useless and damaging governments and governments that and elections that cost us a lot of money and do not give us any uh, worthwhile payback in so many's opinion. In fact, so many people I'm speaking with are not even going to not just not show up, but they're actually purposely boycotting it. They don't want to be part of it anymore. They're through, they say, with the game. It gives legitimacy to this uh, type of shenanigans that the government looks at us as peasants and it's all a game and it's just musical chairs wasting our tax money. So we're going to talk more about this on the show today. We're also going to be speaking about uh, China. Will China attack East Asia and uh, Siberia? Also education, societal collapse, and Israel-U.S. comparison. Also, Kanye West, yes, uh, I have not talked about him, but I guess we will a little bit on this show. What do his remarks about Jews say about him? That's my question. And how free is the Twitter bird now that Elon Musk has purchased the company and fired its heads? Also, uh, we're again, as I said, we're going to be speaking about election fever, and our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. Very good to have you on. Okay, so... First question, are you going to go and vote? Absolutely. Anybody who does not vote is, is simply being stupid. And tell, tell, us, tell us why, because I know a lot of people who are saying, I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm not a friar. I'm not a sucker. I'm not going to participate. It's evil, and it gives legitimacy to this uh, evilness, and we're not doing this anymore. What do you have to say? Well, what, what's the alternative? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stupid statement, a statement of, of blatant stupidity. Let, let's put it this way. Uh, let, let's just assume for the moment that uh, uh, the the, um, uh, 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 the voting process is unreliable, and, and the whole world says that Israelis 
Israel's voting process is one of the most reliable in the world. But let's assume for a moment that, that, that's not, that's, that that is not the case. Um, it's far more reliable than the United States because it's, it's totally manual and it's not electronic. So it, it, it's far more reliable. Um, it's verifiable. But, but let's assume for the moment that, that what they're saying is, is correct because the politicians themselves are unreliable, then the voting process is not relevant. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, it's factually incorrect. Um, the fact that the, the people, there, there, there's a concept of a peoplehood. The fact that the people have a voice which is inconclusive is not necessarily the politician's um, uh, 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 fault. Um, Naftali Bennett uh, 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 betrayed his his voting population. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I I, I said long before the vote, for years now, I've been saying that Naftali Bennett Bennett is an unreliable individual. I mean, but anybody anybody could have could have come up with that conclusion years ago. So that's that's what's destroyed the the per, the, the person's feeling that he has a has a a a, 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 a requirement a, 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 has a need to vote in the election. That's that's simply simply, simply ridiculous. Unbased in facts. Okay, I want to remind everybody that we are broadcasting live. If you're listening between four to five p.m. holy time right here in the land of Israel, or if it's between eight to nine a.m in the U.S. Eastern time zone. That means that we are live and you can call in and weigh in on the issue. Are you going to vote? And if not, why? And go, go ahead, uh, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Okay, we seem to have a slight problem here of connection. We'll try to get him back. Just stay with us, please. I'm hearing you fine. Okay, great. So go ahead. Okay, uh, okay. I don't... I, I... Okay, uh, in the meantime, while we're trying to get Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem back on, we're going to go to a caller, and we have joining us Tar. And uh, hi there, Tar. What is your comment or question for us here at Israel News Talk Radio? Well, uh, I just want to comment about not voting, uh, whether it's in the Israel elections or the upcoming uh, uh, United States elections. Uh, it, uh, it is one of the, the worst things that a... Uh, people can do. It's, it's childish to not to vote. Uh, if you do not vote, you will sooner or later lose your vote, the ability to vote. Uh, as as, as an aggravating as it is, uh, it's a right that not, that not all people have, and we need to exercise it no matter how uh, upset we may be with the procedure or the outcome. Okay, so... Uh... Some people are saying, though, if you vote, you give legitimacy. Just let, let's pretend that you were in uh, back, you know, in the days of the Soviet Union, and you can vote for in their quote-unquote rigged elections. You can vote for either candidate A, which is Igor, or candidate B, which is Igor. Okay, and you're saying, what? Am I a sucker? I'm not going to ha- give this any legitimacy, and and you don't want to be part of it. And if there's a very very low voter turnout. It's mud in the face of the establishment and the, the politicians who are running things, and then they see that they've got, to, they've got to change something. So I think that's what a lot of people here in Israel are feeling after just 
so many elections, so much money wasted, and it's the same regurgitated politicians, the same recycled politicians over and over again. What say you? Well, uh, I understand that, and I sympathize with them. Uh, many people in America here feel the same way that our election was our past uh, federal election was rigged and that uh, the true vote was not counted. But, you know, uh, even though it might not affect this generation, uh, if you continue not to vote sooner or later, your children, your grandchildren might lose the ability, the freedom to vote. So uh, whether you like it or not, I believe it's a civil duty to get out and do it. And that's just the way I feel. All right. Well, you know, I just want to, can I tell listeners that you were just in Israel? Yes, you can. All right. So why don't you tell them? Why don't you tell them about your trip while we're trying to get well, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem back on? I, I've, I've never felt safer in a city of uh, a one million people. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, uh, it's incredible. And, and, uh, this uh, the energy that's there, uh, you know, uh, everybody, everybody in the world needs to visit Israel at some point in their life. Uh, it's just so much, and it's uh, hard for me to put into words, you know, but... Uh, well, I want you to try, uh, because wife, a lot of people, Tar, they think of Israel, they think of, oh, no, Israel, terror attacks, and we have been having uh, terror attacks. In fact, there was one last night where... Uh, a Jewish man was killed uh, by an Arab terrorist. Uh, so what do you have to say? Why, how, can, how can you say that you feel safer here than you do in the States? In the United States, uh, we don't call them terrorists. You know, we just call them shootings. And in one city, we'll have more shootings in one night than, than Israel has in a, in a month. You know, I mean, it, and, uh, it, it's, uh, it's scary to people who don't understand our gun laws here in the United States, uh, and because it does put guns in the in the hands of a lot of people that can do a lot of damage. But on the other hand, there is no uh, no uh, nation going to come into America and take it over without having to fight every single household. You know, they will. It, we will. We will not. There will not be a genocide in the United States because of the, every. You know, there's so many guns in the hands of the American people. Hmm. Let's let's focus again on Israel. I want you to share some of the feelings that you had when you were visiting here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wasn't very really prepared for this, but let me let me try to dig up some words. Uh, it's it's just a spiritual uh, there that it's hard to find anywhere else. Uh, you know, the history uh, of uh, the perseverance of the Jewish people and how after, you know, two or three thousand years, uh, they've returned to their homeland and it's blooming like no other nation in the world. Okay, hold it right there, Tar, because we have to go to a break. We're going to be right back. Don't go anywhere, everybody. Hello, listeners. My name is Gila Perach Hirsch, and I live in Israel, and I love it here because in Israel, I can feel the hand of God brushing my cheek. Hi, my name is Arnie. I'm from Jerusalem, and I love Israel because it's my happy place. My name is Hannah. 
what Israel represents for me, freedom to be who I am, and all the other amazing things that small country had accomplished. It just makes me so proud. Thank you, Israel. Hi, my name is Morris Klein from Melbourne, Australia, and I love Israel because I'm Yisrael Chai. Hi, this is Michal from London, originally now Natanya. The reason I love Israel, I would probably say Israel, where every Jew feels at home. Hello, this is Harold from Jerusalem, Israel. I love living in Israel because my inside life and my outside life are one and the same, and they blend smoothly and uniformly with each other. One Minute of Torah. This week, we read the Torah portion of Lech Lecha, which are the words that God used to command Abraham to leave his birthplace of Mesopotamia, modern-day Iraq, and go settle in the land of Canaan. After God miraculously helps Abraham fight off a coalition of nations who invade the land, Abraham expresses his fear that his merits are used up and he won't receive the rewards God had promised him of offspring and the land of Israel. In response, God tells him, Look toward heaven and count the stars if you can count them. That is how your descendants will be. Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak Schneerson comments that more than just a reference to their sheer quantity, the comparison to stars also indicates that the Jewish people will shine and sparkle due to the powerfully brilliant godly soul we all possess. With this bright light we have, each one of us can and therefore must light up the darkness of any spiritual or moral night, guiding and influencing our surroundings to ensure that nobody stumbles. With your Ayn of Torah, this is Chava Zakovich. Okay, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are having as our guest Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. We're speaking about the Israeli elections. However, we have lost internet connection with Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. So as we're trying to get him back, and we're waiting patiently for the connection to reappear, uh, we're speaking with a listener of ours. His name is Tar. And he's with his wife, Nancy. Uh, these are uh, people who are listeners of Israel News Talk Radio. They live in the central uh, United States. I'm not going to say where because I don't know if they want uh, want me to. Uh, they're not Jewish, and yet they come to Israel to visit, and they're absolutely in love with it. And Tar, you were saying in the last segment that you just feel safer here than you do in the United States, despite uh, the terror attacks that uh, happen here sometime. So do you want to uh, share something else about your trip when you were here? I have I have a couple of things, if it's okay. Please. Hi, Nancy. Um, you know, one thing, you hear so much different things on the news around the world about Israel, and it might be hard to find the truth about Israel. But when you go there, you actually watch and see the truth. We went out um, by Judea and through many Arab um, towns or settlements, and inside Jerusalem as well. When you go to a certain area, there's a red sign that says, Israeli residents, and I think uh, anybody else, you're warned not to cross into that area at, at your own risk. So everybody is kept out of those areas. But within Israel, anywhere in Israel, everybody is free to come. Arabs, 
are free to come and go to work. They are intermixed with the people everywhere, at the mall, at the restaurants. They are not the ones being attacked, and yet Israel lets them move freely within the nation. So this attitude about Israel being uh, aggressors towards Arabs or anybody else is just a falsity that you see the minute you're there. It's in black and white on the signs. Um, it's the best way to learn the truth is by actually going to Israel. Yeah, you know, I'm really glad you mentioned that because not only to say that uh, that they're advised uh, not to go in there, the, the Israeli citizens are forbidden from going in there. Yeah. And the reason is, is because sure. many times if, if uh, an Israeli goes into the Palestinian Authority, crosses uh, into that area, they can be kidnapped. And then you've got the army who's got to make an operation to go in there and try to rescue you. And then it could be an international incident and or they can kill you and the country you have to understand that israel i not you nancy because i know that you understand but to you listeners you need to understand israel is a very tiny small country we are smaller than the uh the state of new jersey and our population is only like around nine million people a little bit more so almost everybody knows somebody else who knows somebody else and we're, we're, we're usually connected only like the furthest by maybe one person. <laughs> so it's really small here. So if somebody, God forbid, is kidnapped, okay, it's not just like someone's kidnapped and you don't know who they are. It's, uh, it's someone who you know, someone who knows them. It's their dentist. It's their student. It's their, the person that, uh, you know, you know, racks up their groceries at, at the grocery store. And it is a trauma to the nation of Israel when one of our soldiers are killed, when one of our civilians are killed, when, uh, God forbid the worst is when they're kidnapped. And it, it is a, it leaves a, uh, a, a very, very tr- uh, traumatic wound on Israel and it could bring and lead to other deaths. As I said, because the, uh, army may need to be sent in there to rescue and, or they won't be rescued because it would cause, they're afraid the government that it would cause too much of an international incident. And we saw that with, uh, some of the people who are being held in Gaza now and or we don't even have the intelligence to even know where they're being held to be able to make an operation that's targeted like that. So it's, it's, a, it's a very big thing and therefore you will see these red signs in certain areas on the road saying that uh, Israeli citizens are not allowed to enter into these areas. Uh, but uh, again, like... Uh, like Nancy was saying, there are Arab Israeli citizens. The Arabs move wherever they want in Israel, they, and they are serving in our Knesset. They are serving as doctors, lawyers in our courts, etc. Uh, because Israel uh, it has defined itself as a free country, a democracy, and and that's where it is. So there is no apartheid here. The apartheid is in the Palestinian Authority, where they do not let Jews own property. And if an Arab should sell their home or a piece of property to a Jew, most likely that Arab will be killed. All right. Uh, Going off of that topic now is pretty heavy, right? Uh, Nancy Tarr, uh, maybe share a highlight of your trip to Israel. Uh, Well, seeing the Golan Heights and uh, going to the the Judean Desert, uh, 
going up to the Aragon Farms, uh, getting to meet uh, Tamar and her husband. Those are the highlights for me. Uh, the <laughs> Western so Wall. Uh, but I just want to say that the uh, the moral values I experienced among the people there in Israel were much higher overall than anything I experienced here in the United States. They don't even have to be practicing or, or religious in whatever, but they still have a moral value that was so refreshing. And I want to say it was a highlight of mine to be able to meet you, Tar, and your wife for the first time we have been in touch. You've called into the show before, and uh, you are a supporter of Israel News Talk Radio. By the way, if anybody wants to help support us, you can go to our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and there is a donate button there, and or you can go to our menu, and you can look for partner with us, and you can donate uh, any sum that you like uh, to Israel News Talk Radio. It help keep us on the air. It's very important that you be able to hear voices in English from the ground here in Israel live where you can call in and uh, we are we are there to respond to you and to welcome you, etc. So Tar, um, so we met. It was lovely. We had lunch together and thank you for that. And uh, I know that you've been traveling around as well. How many times have you and Nancy been to Israel? Tar's been there twice, and I think I was on my sixth time this last time. Six times. So I was joking with Nancy, everybody, that Nancy's been to Israel more times than I have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So, Go ahead, Tamar. No, I just want to say, is there anything else that you'd like to add for our listeners, something that you want, you you think that people need to know? Um. One of the most interesting things about Israel is just like everybody knows, walking in the footsteps of the Bible. Whatever you believe, there's places to go and see that make that Bible come alive. And being out on Aragot Farm was where David wrote the Psalms and he ran from Saul and watching the Jews of today pick up that same uh, baton, that same vision of building the land of Israel and moving it forward towards the times of Mashiach was absolutely just overwhelming and a wonderful place to go and experience the Bible in, in these living times right now. And Mashiach, for anybody who doesn't know what that word means, that is Messiah in Hebrew. Mashiach. Uh huh. Right. And so this is true. You know, if you come to visit Israel, I'm saying everybody, you will be walking in the footsteps of our uh, biblical patriarchs and matriarchs. And uh, it is extremely inspiring and eye opening. And I haven't met one person who came to Israel and it didn't change their life uh, for the better. Yes. I have one comment on the elections, if you have time. Absolutely. Still trying to get Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem on, yes. Since that's the topic of the show, I thought, now I'm going to disagree with my husband, so, you know, I don't know what to do about that. But, um, you know, there comes a time that society does have to perhaps raise up above or against the government. Um, That's part of the beliefs of Judaism, and I think Christianity as well, that when you see that they are not following what you believe is true, it may be time for the people to make their voices heard 
in a good way, which is not violent, nothing wrong with it, just simply, we can't go this way anymore. We want you guys to find a different way. It may be the time for that. So in my opinion, I think sometimes voting depends on what's going on in your own country. Okay, and uh, a lot of Israelis are agreeing with you, by the way. And, uh, you know, I also, it just it's so lackluster now. It's just like, I, you know, you think, is it worth it? Should I go? Should I be part of it, et cetera? Um, but as other people I've been speaking with about, because I wanted to get their opinions, and, you know, I like to hear what's on the minds of people so I can report to all of you that are listening to Israel News Talk Radio so you get a good uh, uh, feeling of both sides of an issue. And that is that... Uh, even though the system is uh, not working correctly, it's not working well, even though it's the same regurgitated, uh, washed up, recycled politicians, uh, on the other hand, the reason that some people are, are saying I'm going to vote is because when you get more people that you want in the Knesset, more likely your tax dollars are going to go for programs and uh, groups that you want it to go for, instead of it going for left-wing, woke, uh, you know, anti-family value um, uh, institutions and politicians and groups that are going to be pushing these agendas, instead, perhaps, it could be used for uh, building more apartments and uh, more homes and releasing more land in Judea and Samaria for our kids to be able to afford to buy a home, etc. So hang on. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Many companies around the world are struggling to identify and hire qualified candidates. The hiring process can take months and be very expensive. Some candidates, often the most qualified, may quit and go to work for another organization. An Israeli firm called Tadio is working on what they say is a competencies-based sourcing platform that assesses its candidates beforehand using smart simulations. The technology does not just consider resumes, but evaluates candidates using realistic job simulations that may predict success on the job. Artificial intelligence analysis learns and tracks each candidate's behavior, including the tone of voice, providing employers with a performance assessment based upon skills. The technology is designed to continuously learn about the employer's preferences, hopefully identifying the best candidates. For more information on the high-tech world today, visit IsraelTechTalk.com. With your INTR Tech Minute, I'm Bob Radio. Straight talk from... Shalom, this is Nadia Matar from the Sovereignty Movement. At a time when there is so much disinformation, you have to know who to listen to to know what really is going on in Israel. Israel News Talk Radio is a radio where you can know that what you hear is the truth. Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel.
All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And uh, we were with Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, our guest for today. However, there's an internet uh, drop, and we're trying to get him back on. In the meantime, we have two of our uh, steady listeners who just returned from a trip to Israel. We have Tar and Nancy calling in from the central states of the United States of America in that area there. And uh, go ahead. Who would like to start? I was just going to comment. I think what maybe you're saying, the attitude in Israel is two different ways of looking at it. An incremental move towards a government that you want, where you get, you know, a little bit at a time going in that direction, or risk the ball game and don't show up and vote. So that's what I think I hear you saying, which takes discernment, and I, I pray unity of the people on what time and where we are in history. Amen. I, I, I agree. In fact, I, you know, I do study uh, the Torah and uh, I study also books of our sages. And one of my uh, teachers this morning was saying that uh, many people today are saying in, in the religious community that we have to do an extra good deed, an extra mitzvah commandment uh, in order on election day, in order that God should uh, hopefully bless uh, the nation of Israel somehow through uh, natural means. And, uh, y- you know, so what Judaism does teach is that we are responsible for making the effort, for doing the action. We're, we are supposed to do what we're supposed to be doing, but the results are in the hands of God. And with the election day, it's, I think, uh, you know, maybe a good example that we need to go out and cast a vote, even though it's so distasteful. And I tell you, when I when I cast my vote, I will plug my nose when I do it. <laughs> but the results are in God's hands. So, you know, if you can get more Knesset members in that are representing your values, representing God and Torah and the the land of Israel and the people of Israel that are uh, in your camp that are looking for a wholesome and uh, a good good world, not through the eyes of other people who are thinking that being progressive and woke is the way to go, then, as I said, perhaps our tax dollars then won't be going to the negative groups and keeping them alive and propping them up and, and institutionalizing their values on us. Rather, it'll go the other way to us and help our children and anyone's children who wants to be able to have affordable housing, uh, maybe who wants to move out into the country and not live in a little square box in the city, but wants to have a, a house with a plot of land like you see in Judea and Samaria, because it's mostly suburbia here. And uh, and and this in, indeed may... Uh, help us be able to at least out of these elections, which are failure. Yes, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue. And the people who don't want to vote, they have good points. I'm not going to argue with them either. I think it's a personal decision what you need to do. But on the whole, I am convinced that we do have to do what's called our hishtad lut. We have to make our efforts and then and then leave the rest in God's hands, that he's going to do what he thinks needs to be done. And in the meantime, try to get the best people in that we can until the Messiah comes and uh, Israel can metamorphosis itself into a messianic Mashiach state instead of the secular 
uh, you know, social socialism or socialist state that it, it was founded on. Uh, do you want to comment on that, Tar or Nancy? Tamar, what is, are there leaders in Israel outside the political system, like leaders that you guys trust in, that are, are having a voice to maybe guide or lead the people in the way they think Israel should go at this time? Do you have that there? You know, I, that, that's really, uh, I, I think, opinion. And my, my opinion would be that we uh, have one person who I believe um, is trustworthy in the sense that he says what he says, and if you don't like it, it's just too bad. He's less of a politician than everybody else, and that is Itamar Ben-Gvir. Uh, and uh, he is uh, also hated by the left, and even, I'm sad to say, Benjamin Netanyahu, when they were having uh, uh, their like election campaigns and there was a stage and everything, what I understand, I could be wrong, so, so please correct me if anybody knows, but what I was told was that uh, Bibi did not even want to get onto the stage while Itamar Ben-Gavir was still on there. He waited until he left before he came on the stage. That's how far they want to distance themselves from the far right, what they consider far right. And uh, so I do think that uh, Itamar Ben-Gavir is one of the best, uh, and I would like to see him staying in the Knesset. Uh, one of the perks of being in the Knesset also is that they have uh, usually immunity from being arrested if they show up at demonstrations or if they're going into areas that maybe a regular citizen shouldn't be going into because they are a representative of the people of Israel and uh, they're in the, they're a Knesset member. They have other... Um, rights that a normal person wouldn't have and it's important to be able to see people like him not being prone to be arrested like any other citizen might if they did something or they were someplace that a, a regular citizen wasn't supposed to be go ahead you can weigh in okay uh tomorrow i'm just going to close out here and uh i want to speak to the uh the the jews around the world uh, that are listening in that are not, not living in Israel, uh, I can't encourage them enough to make Aliyah. Uh, you know, I know a lot, of, a lot of them are in some comfortable places where they're at. I do believe as time goes on, things are going to happen to them. Anti-Semitism is growing around the world. Uh, I, I encourage them to go back to their homeland that they love, that will, they will be safe, they will have... Uh, that will accept them, and that will be their home. They, it will feel more like home to them than anywhere else in the world. I just encourage them to do that. I know how a change of uh, culture and stuff and uh, is how hard that is, but uh, I just believe that, uh, that God is calling them all home, and they have a place in the world where they don't have to worry about, uh, uh, you know, being... Uh, persecuted or made fun of. Uh, so that's, that's all I have to say. Well, that's beautiful. And of course, I agree with you. And of course, it is uh, not always easy to go and move across the world. But as you said, uh, there is rising anti-Semitism in the United States and all over the world. And it's not dissimilar to what we saw happening in pre-war Germany in the 1930s. And I keep telling people that God is not going to send you a telegram, dear Mrs. Goldstein or dear Mr. Schwartz, 
It's time to come home. You see the signs. It's in your face. And to ignore it, especially after what we saw happen just 70, 80, 80-some years ago, is to be in denial. And so you've got to keep your eyes open, just like if you knew that your family was prone to some disease, and, uh, and you know that you've got to look out for the signs of that disease because otherwise it could overtake you. It's the same thing here, that the Jewish people have been plagued with anti-Semitism for so long, we've got to be very vigilant at the signs of it and respond and not ignore the signs. You want to weigh in before you leave? Uh, no, uh, I think I've probably talked enough or maybe too much, but uh, just thank you, Tamar. Keep doing what you're doing. People out there, mail in just, you know, $5, $10, whatever. Just help this Israel News Talk Radio stay on the air, please. You're a light from Israel, and God bless the Jewish people. Wow, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's wonderful to hear support from our listeners. So thank you very much, Tar and Nancy, for calling in. You saved the show. It was so easy for me now. <laughs> I didn't have to monologue the whole time. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You guys be well now. Thank you, Tar. Come back and visit Adios. soon. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, we've I've got another two minutes until the end of the show. I'm really sorry that we couldn't get Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem back on. Uh, again, the Internet connection is still down. And, uh, you know, you got to deal with what you got to deal with. This is live radio and things like this happen. And you just got to go with roll with the punches, as they say. Right. And I want to encourage everybody that uh, if you're here in Israel and you have a right to vote, that you think very carefully and, and consider. I understand uh, both camps, whether to vote or not to vote. I think I'm going to go and vote in any case because I'm one of the people that believe in action. I'm one of the people that believe in we have to make our efforts and then God will make the results, whether they'll be good or bad. And, and also just to try to get the good people in there until... And then do everything also in order to bring the Messiah and to say extra prayers and to do extra good deeds that uh, God should see that we merit salvation. We merit a good government and a strong uh, and wise and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, not bold, but uh, courageous government to do what needs to be done. I, I pray that we have a guy. And you know what? Bibi could do it. He's capable of doing it. He's also capable of making a, a government with the left wing. He says only right wing. I'll never make an, a, a government with Gantz. And Gantz says I'll never make a government with Bibi. But they do. They lie in bed together because that's politics. So we can't trust that. But, but maybe, and I don't know if it's true, but maybe if we get enough right people, uh, people on the right in, we're going to see a stronger uh, government. And maybe it would be under BB. I don't know. And I'm not saying he's any uh, savior, but uh, maybe he'll be more courageous to do what needs to be done and not worry about the world's going to think. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. You've been listening to the Tamar Yono Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? 
At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Norris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. opinion and more you're listening to israel news talk radio 